0: There are two types of fake mediums, those that pretend to be mediums and do it knowingly using various techniques such as cold reading, hot reading and generalised statements, and those that think they are mediums, but are in fact psychic. There are good, sincere mediums out there, and I've met a few, unfortunately very few in my life, but there are many that are knowingly frauds and a very high percentage that are just plain deluded. that think they are mediums, but they are not, they are psychic. The standard I have witnessed at spiritualist churches and evenings of clairvoyance is quite frankly appalling and laughable. I've attended events where I've heard the medium say there is a monkey on your shoulder, I kid you not, and people sit there like sheep, afraid to stand up and say it's all bullshit. I've had self-proclaimed mediums on fa- Facebook, give me email messages that are quite frankly ludicrous in their content these people do not see what harm they are doing to spiritualism and mediumship which is God's holy gift not to be abused and used like a circus sideshow people go along to these events in search of evidence of an afterlife closure and to get a message from loved ones that has meaning All I see is the same old crap throwing names into the audience to see who latches desperately onto it in false hope. The meaningless messages that a five-year-old could make up sucked up by the gullible. What happened to first-last names, personal information, dates of birth, death, way of passing, and other evidence? All we get is pseudo-messages passed in a spirituality from Indian Oriental guides that are meaningless but make you feel warm inside. My God, if you had seen and heard some of the drivel I have seen in my 62 years, the likes of Lillian Bailey, Gordon Higginson and others must be turning in their graves. It has not been helped by the endless stream of books, TV shows that are about the paranormal, supernatural and occult. Everyone thinks they are a medium. So I wrote a book exposing them and the truth about mediumship. What is following is a brief extract about the Houdini seance. Harry Houdini was a famous magician he also exposed fake mediums and fake psychics as I've done over the years so just sit back and listen to the Houdini Seance The dead return the Houdini seance the Houdini seance has been a halloween tradition since the first anniversary of his death the magician died at the age of 52 on October 31st 1926 from peritonitis an internal infection as the result of a ruptured appendix following a punch to his stomach shortly before his death Houdini made a pact with Bessie's wife that he could return and make contact with her from the other side when he died. They devised a coded message that only he and Bess knew. This would prove that it really was Houdini breaking through from the afterlife. But after 10 seances in 10 years, Bess had not received her beloved husband's personal message. Oddly enough, Harry Houdini did not necessarily believe that spirits of the dead could be contacted Aside from his fame as a stage magician and astonishing escape artist, Houdini was just as well known, especially in the later part of his career, as a debunker of spirit mediums and phony seances. He felt, however, that if it were possible for anyone to come back, he would find a way to do it. In the 1920s, spiritualism was at the new height in the US and Britain. There was a strong popular belief in the notion it was possible to communicate with the dead through seances and channeling psychics known as mediums. The movement had begun in the mid-1800s, grew in popularity over 20 years, and then slowly fizzled out towards the turn of the century as more and more mediums were exposed as fakes and frauds. But after World War I, there was a resurgence in the spiritualist movement, as many families longed to contact those who had perished in battle. And the mediums were right there to fill the need for a public so very willing to believe. The best mediums were masterful tricksters and show people, and their seances were thrilling multimedia performances of spirit channeling, levitating tables, floating instruments that play themselves, written messages from the dead and spontaneous manifestations, of something called ectoplasm. The performances were ingenious and succeeded in fooling many otherwise intelligent people, scientists included. Houdini, being a magician and a rather ingenious fellow himself, knew these seances were just clever hoaxes. In the 1920s, Houdini became an active crusader against the fake spirit mediums he felt were exploiting gullible people who grieved for lost loved ones. As he travelled the country performing his act he would seek out the local mediums and expose their deceptions. But because he was so well known Houdini often attended these seances in disguise. In 1922 Scientific American magazine asked him to join a psychic committee to help investigate the claims of mediums. The magazine offered a cash price of two and a half thousand dollars to any medium who could produce a supernatural manifestation to the satisfaction of the committee. No one ever won that prize. One of the most famous mediums at the time to take on the challenge was a beautiful young woman named Mina Crandon, who gained renown as Marjorie, the Boston medium. But she too failed under the sharp eye of Houdini, who caught her levitating the table with her head and ringing the bell with her foot. Houdini later offered Crandon $5,000 if she could demonstrate any supernatural phenomena on stage in her hometown of Boston. She, of course, declined the invitation. Naturally, Houdini was not popular among mediums around the country, as he was a threat to their livelihood. His crusading also made him an adversary of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, the esteemed author of the Sherlock Holmes novels, who was a staunch believer An advocate in spiritualism and a defender of Mina Crandon. After Houdini and the Scientific American Committee denounced Crandon Doyle wrote an article for the Boston Herald criticizing the committee. Houdini in turn threatened to sue Doyle for his harsh remarks. Since the Halloween night when Bess Houdini turned off the light at her husband's portrait the seances to contact the dead magician have continued in many parts of the country, both officially and unofficially. It may be impossible to tell whether or not Houdini is really being channelled at any of these annual seances because the secret coded message Houdini devised of his wife has since been revealed by Bess herself. The message was based on both sentimentality and an old vulnerable mind reading routine. According to Houdini, The message was Rosabelle, answer, tell, pray, answer, look, tell, answer, answer, tell. Bessie's wedding band bore the inscription Rosabelle, the name of the song she sang in her act when they first met. The other words corresponded to a secret spelling code used to pass information between a magician and his assistant during a mentalism act. Each word or word pair equals a letter. The word answer stood for the letter B. For example, answer, answer, stood for the letter V. Thus, the Houdini secret phrase spelled out the word believe. In 1929, a young medium named after Ford claimed he successfully received the secret message from Harry Houdini. Upon investigation, however, it was discovered that Ford's claim was a hoax. Bess, it seems, had inadvertently revealed the message to reporters more than a year earlier. Even though Bess gave up the séances herself, she asked famous magician Walter B. Gibson to carry on the October 31st tradition. And for many years, Gibson, along with several other magicians, held the sciences at the Magic Townhouse in New York City. Countless other, unofficial Houdini séances have been held by local psychics around the country throughout the years. All in good fun, but with no definitive proof, or so much as a hello from Harry Houdini. So, it begs the question, if mediums and psychics can communicate with the deceased, why don't they just come straight through with their full names, date of birth, distinguishing marks and other accurate info? In fact, why would a loved one want to come through a medium at all? Don't you think a mother with a mother's love, the most powerful emotion and energy would be able to come through to her daughter or a father to her son? In many halls up and down the country, mediums take to the stage with ambiguous messages from Jim, Bill, Bert, Madge, Nan. All that will fit if you want to connect with it. The messages imparted are hollow with no substance. Bert says he loves you. Madge is doing the knitting. Where is the proof? I have an old lady here with grey hair. She has arthritis and a slight stoop. And she's watching over you. She sends her love. Turning the tables, no pun intended. Can these mediums communicate with their own deceased loved ones on demand? Why can't they just talk to mum and dad? As easily as they talk to the living. Why are the messages always vague? I do know why. It's of both the medium and client to discover their own truth. There were too many mediums too eager to please, too many people that want to be pleased, and they become so blind to the truth that they will both accept anything thrown at them without any moral sense of discernment. The standards of mediumship I have seen is appalling, even from some so-called expert and TV mediums I could name. There are true mediums, but they are very few and far between.